0: And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at LuckyMojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of Papa in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California this week. We'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Madam Nadia of MadamNadia.com in Chicago, Illinois, bringing us today's topic on moon magic. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection, using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work, as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodoists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo form at form.luckymojo.com and it into the, the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Cat and Contramental Lee, Miss Cat.
1: Hi, Papa Newt.
0: Uh, nice to
1: hear your lovely voice. Um, you. How are things in Omaha, Nebraska these days?
0: You know, the weather is changing. The leaves are falling. It's getting a little bit cooler, and uh, it's also picking up uh, uh, client-wise as well as my festival travel as well. I'm going to be going out to Iowa City here next weekend.
1: Oh, really? Iowa City? Okay. (laughs) Well, I, uh, I always love reading about your travels in Facebook. Those of you who don't Follow Papa Newt on Facebook ought to do so Just look up Papa Newt He's the only Papa Newt in the entire Billion people in Facebook <laughs> And um, and he posts All the time about New treasures he's found New stuff coming into his life And uh, the festivals He attends, the readings he does Very busy young man Papa Newt And I, I follow you daily, you know that <laughs> Yes yeah. I sometimes I just post a little just a little smiley or a likey. But I really do um I love the way you are um all over the Midwest in your area and you do a great job. If people live in that area, go check out Papa Newt, go look him up on Facebook. I'm sure that um somebody will put his um Facebook URL in there. Yeah, I bet he will. But, you know, then people can click the link later times when they listen to the show. Well, I I have a um, little bit to report here in um, beautiful California. Guess what? The weather is turning here too, and um, we have um, had kind of early our very first little baby rain. It was it was a tiny, gentle little baby rain um, that just sort of wetted the sidewalks and was just wet enough to be there still at two p.m. and then by sunset it had all evaporated. But it was a little rain. And um, so we, we know that uh, winter is coming. We've been making a lot of things, doing a lot of things at the shop. Um, my gosh, um, I do have to give a special shout-out to Heidi, who after two years, um, because we needed her help today in the uh, office, she just stepped in, picked up where she'd left off, Two years ago, being the day manager, and uh, with just a little brush up, and she just, she got it. So thank you so much, Heidi, for doing the day manager job. She's usually ensconced in the lab making things. And um, all is well in uh, Sonoma County. All is very lovely. And I've been um, doing a lot of card reading for people. Um, Not too many calls for I Ching reading lately. Not too many calls for bone reading. If you want it, ask for it. It's always available. Lots of calls for psycho, uh, psychometry, photo psychometry, people sending me photos of their friends and family and um, enemies, and I will do pendulum readings and, and photo psychometry. So that's what I've been up to lately. I've been working on books. I will have book announcements later. It's all starting to come together. We're now on the downhill side of the books. We've passed the halfway point. On both books, it's all good. So that's all I have to report here. Oh, and thank you to um, those who brought in Magnolia Leaves, Summer and Nikki Wilson, and bye-bye to Nikki Wilson after many years, left Lucky Mojo to move to Texas. I think I announced that would be happening. It did happen. Sad to see her go. As and Margie, we are hiring. If you hear my voice and live in... um, you know, West Sonoma County. Uh, you know, give us a look up. You might want a job at Lucky Mojo. All right, that's it for me. And um, I guess I'll ask you, Contra Ali, how are things down in the southern part of the state?
2: Uh, doing quite well. Uh, it was. Uh, it's still quite warm in summer, and uh, I'm looking forward very much for fall. For the you know finally. Um, i'm I'm not a fan of summer <laughs> mm-hmm. as anyone can tell, particularly when it comes to uh heat but I've been busy with uh lots of uh, packing stuff I've been working with uh boxes and dust and cleaning so it's been it's been an interesting summer um I lost my voice earlier as a result of all of that um but uh things are kind of shaping up quite nicely, and uh cleaning is going well, and dusting is going quite well. The packing of books is always quite interesting, or the moving of books is always quite fun for me because I end up, rather than putting things away, always surrounded by more and more books. I'm like, oh, I should, mm. I should read this, or oh, I, I've been meaning <laughs> to get to this book for for so long, and and here it is. So it's been a, it's been a bit of a, a trying to tempt the bibliophile in me. But I've also been doing some very interesting uh, client work recently. Uh, this summer, you know, I did a lot of I mentioned has been a lot of kind of broken home situations, like the birth partner has left, mm-hmm. bring that partner back. So that's been continuing lots of that with an addition of court case works. So like it's been these kind of really much more drawn out cases rather than, oh, I'm going to light a couple candles and you're good to go. But much more, you know, my husband's left. How do we get him back? And, you know, spending several weeks on that um, or I have to, you know, deal with this custody issue. So lots of kind of drawn-out cases and cases that are really in these kind of emotionally tense places, broken, you know, kind of homes that need to be fixed or, or legal issues that need to be addressed. So it's been kind of an interesting few months in that regard. This, the, the cases had just started really in September. It was mostly just all these love situations and broken home situations. Now we're seeing I'm starting to see court cases come in. So it's always interesting to see the kind of cycles um, mm-hmm. what clients take on and what shows up, and, and you definitely see a pattern. Anyone who's a root worker, you can always see, you can if you trace you or the work that you do. There's always a pattern there. There's always a theme there. I'm doing a little bit of catch-up with some of the emails, so I'll be, I'll be responding to people today. But overall, it's been a really fun uh, past few months, very rewarding with the type of results we're getting for clients. Well, that's
1: good to hear. I do have a comment to make on your on your book packing. Um yes. yeah, I have I have something to say. Um do you measure your books by the box when you ship them? You know, the case, the box that you send them away in?
2: Yes. How many yes. boxes
1: yes. have you packed?
2: Probably about 30 boxes right now. Oh, my God. Good. That's good. That's good.
1: I'm going to tell you something. When I was a teenager, the writer, comic book writer Roy Thomas, mentioned that he was moving from, I guess it was from St. Louis, where he'd been a school teacher, to New York, where he'd gotten a job at Marvel Comics. And he mentioned that he had 45 cartons of books that he had to load. Oh, wow. And I, I was a teenager at the time, and I thought, Gee, if I put all my books into cartons, how many cartons would it be? Well, I didn't actually put them Mm. in cartons. I kind of measured them, and I I realized I had far less than he did. I had about 20, 25 cartons of books, and I thought, hmm, Mm. when I have 45 cartons of books, I'll be a professional writer like Roy Thomas. (laughs) And and um, I then I I then moved. By the time I actually moved my books, I was up to 30, and I thought. Uh, he must not be that great a writer after all, because I'm already at 30 and I'm only 18 years old. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only 18 years old, i got 30 cards books. Well, by the time I was, you know moving up. Uh, yeah, it it by the time I moved to Missouri, which is where he'd started out, I was up to 55 cartons of books and I'm like, okay, oh, I yeah. need Roy Thomas. Now, I'm sure by then Roy had moved on. You know what I'm saying? He moved yeah, on to yeah. LA and he probably had 100, yeah. talks, but he didn't advertise it. Well, by the time I came back from Missouri to California, I was up to 75 cartons of books. So, I have oh, yeah. this kind of secret private battle with sort of like the spirit of Roy Thomas from the nineteen sixties. <laughs> who has the most cartons of books to <laughs> across the country? <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. That's too funny. Yeah. I think yeah, if I it was if it was now, if I looked now and not counting, you know, the um you know, the twenty gazillion cartons of books in the storage unit of books I published right, but right. not counting those, I might have him beat. But then again, he
2: may still collect them. Let's see. Yeah, no, I've got thirty going so far, but there's still a lot of books on these Forty-five. Books. Be, forty-five is the
1: yeah. Forty-five is I'll, the point.
2: I'll let you, you know see, if I hit
1: forty-five. Yeah. If you hit forty-five, like, oh, you're a professional writer. Right. Oh. And you bought all those books for, quote, research, unquote, and they were tax deductible. Right? Oh, yes. I'll let, oh. I'll, I'll let you right know. Right I'll here. update you. Right. Let me know. Let me know. OK. All right. We'll 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 get back to that in a minute in a moment. All right. Well, we have a wonderful, wonderful guest today. And our guest is Madam Nadia. So course it's so funny to have her as a guest cuz she's probably my most frequent replacement co-host. Oh. Mm. Um we very <laughs> right. rarely are on together. It's kind of this, you know, I don't know. It's a celebration. A, you know, we're we're two sides of a coin, you know. Um we we but every once in a while, you know, this singularity happens and we're both on the show at once. So, welcome to the show, Madam Nadia.
2: I'm glad to have you. Okay.
3: Thank you, thank you. It's a celebration I think today. We're um yeah. we're yeah. all together and, and we're talking about books and, and, and cartons. It's it's home and uh, it's it's like a warm and fuzzy feeling. Like the winter the the autumn is here, we're thinking about books and packing them.
1: You know. It's As I used to say when world. I lived in Missouri, when it was very cold in Missouri, I'd say, "Well, if we run out of firewood, we can always burn a few books." <laughs>
3: yes, yes, this is the common. But we know, yeah. we're just <laughs> we're ready to burn something. If it needs to be a book, it's going to be a book. It's okay. Um, but yeah, it's kind of cold in Chicago already. Uh, the winter is coming too, too way too fast over here. And I've been really busy because I have my day job where I do my films now and things like that, and digital media, and I love it. It's great. Um, I also belong to a secret society of Jews here. This, this is, it's kind of epic. I never thought it really exists, but I i think I'm part of the Jewish mafia now. I'm really proud of myself.
0: I feel oh like my I gosh. achieved something <laughs> in my life. yes, yes,
3: yes. I'm mafia. <laughs> mafia. Indeed, indeed. But in addition to that, I really like what I'm doing, and, and um, I'm doing mostly readings and, and things of that nature on the weekend, and I get, to, uh, I, I get to be a little bit of a snob about it, you know, but I get to mm-hmm. all of my, my favorite clients. I've been reading recently for my favorite clients, like people that I, that I read when I still lived in California, and that was like a millennia ago. So um, Mm -hmm. I've been reconnecting with my favorite clients and sort of getting a lot of love readings, but it's not like love readings, like, oh, my God, you know, uh, I know he's my twin flame. I tried Mm -hmm. texting him 80 times. I don't know why he blocked me. Like, it's not like that. It's like, okay, we're past a certain relationship. How are we moving on? You know, what is the healthiest thing for me to do? How spirit wants me to do things? And this is my favorite reading is it? where people really wanting to evolve and you feel like you've actually
1: changing their life for the better and Yeah. There's something
3: very very magical in it. You know it's, Well, it's, you know, it's, for it's those a- who don't
1: for those who don't know you, I have to say you are a Gemini. And Geminis always do best with two jobs. And um and what you what you're also uh, describing I have gemini rising even though I'm a Taurus. So and my mother was a Gemini so I learned how to, you know, portray a Gemini <laughs> to the world. Um I have two jobs or several, I don't know. But oh, I, or 80 80 well well, I probably have about a yeah. dozen jobs. But anyway, I have two major jobs, you know, one is um Lucky Mojo, and then the other is my personal reading and root work practice. And when I have too many jobs on the Lucky Mojo side, like, you know, whatever it may be, I cut down my readings. I cut them down to a very few per week. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes I block them off completely. And when I do, I have a list of six people. After all these years, there are six people I would read for from my hospital bed dying if they asked me to
3: I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you... No matter what I do, but, when I do, how it is, we can do
1: it. That will be arranged. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Those are those the, the people yeah. that... Those
1: six people, those six people know who they are and they know they're... I, I've never... Of all of those six people, I've never met one of them face-to-face.
3: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And those people are precious to me because they keep me going. If I... Let's say I don't feel good. I you know, I, I wake up with a migraine, but I've got a reading scheduled. They schedule anyway, not, not even when I block others out. They're always there, right? And so they you know, they have their monthly reading or bimonthly or whatever it may be reading. And um and it's Miss So and so. I'm not gonna call a name here. It's so and so and I say, Oh uh, so nice to hear from them. And they go, how are you you're doing? You, you sound a little under the weather. I go, oh, my migraine. And they'll talk with me for five minutes about my migraine. Right. Of course. It's like they're giving right. me the therapy and you're like, but, but right,
3: you paid right. for this reading. It right, should be right. the other and way, but they don't
1: mind. Yes. yes. But, of course, I'll throw the five minutes on as part of the reading at the end of the reading, which is why I put a half-hour bumper between my readings. But I, those people are so dear to me. And um, they know who they are. If they hear this show, they'll go, Yeah, I'm one of those six people. (laughs) (laughs) But they are my they are my
3: years. And that that is you know it's when your clients become your friends, but you never seen them in your life, but you know exactly who they are. And if something is needed in the middle of the night, it's gonna happen. Totally, a friend of mine that is like that to me. I call her my Amazon sister. She messaged me last night and she said, My brother got lost. He went hunting for elk, and now we we don't know where he is, and he has I don't know, this is the amount of time that he can survive out there and we're really, really worried. Oh, my gosh. So I, I woke up today straight up and doing work to get, you know, to get the brother back. And as we were talking just now, she finally messaged me. He's in a truck because I, I, I threw the cards down last night. I was like, he's going to be, you're going to get him tomorrow. Don't worry, you're going to get him tomorrow. But I also did did some work. And, and as we were speaking now, I got a message on Facebook that he's on a truck now. So mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, Quite wow. the spirits that we were working at the, the at the time. But yeah, I actually this kinda of client or this kinda of, not not client, this friend of mine that had intense situations like out of the ordinary
0: have been mm-hmm. recently
3: coming up a lot. So I don't know if it's the season or, or what type of that, but things like intense, you know, on the personal level. But it's satisfying too so.
1: Yeah, it yeah. is. It is, and you know, it's funny. I'm just going to throw in one more thing, and I know we have a topic, but we'll get to it. So just we're going to digress here because we got some Gemini action happening. Um, <laughs> well, you know, but I'm going to say something. Uh, speaking of speaking of uh, Gemini, Facebook is a very Geminian thing, a very Mercurial thing. Oh yeah, there And um, there are a lot of readers on Facebook who talk smack about their clients, how mad they are at these clients. Are they hate it when clients do that? Uh, you know, folks, you ought mm. not to do that. That's your that's your livelihood, and may become your friend. And if you have bad clients that you don't like, you can just quietly say. I'm sorry, I can't help you anymore without telling all of Facebook what a bad client you have. Maybe you need Mm -hmm. to do some grow-up work and protection work for Uh, yourself so that you don't attract those low-class clients or those mentally ill clients that you want to mock and torture on Facebook. And why do that? Then we look at you and you go, oh, well, obviously that client's mentally ill. Why are you going on like that on Facebook? It's really kind of uh, freakish. So, um, But the opposite of bad clients are the good clients, the lovely clients, and all of us should be working mm-hmm. toward that, mm-hmm. yeah. toward, you know, if I ever win the lottery, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go just rent a villa in Italy somewhere and invite all those clients and fly them in, and we can have a weekend together. Wouldn't that be fun? Mm, I, those love are that. The clients I love that. that. Mean I
3: something. would probably the invest I love. In, a, in a harem, and it would not be with my clients. <laughs> but you know, I could go for one of those islands out there, you know, breathe somewhere. Nice warm. Yeah. We could
1: yeah. all of you are welcome, but yeah, it's not gonna be climbed so
3: Yeah. All right, well there.
1: that was a that was a major digression and I'm sure that uh, our dear beloved <laughs> Nagashiva, the board op, and Papa Newt are looking at the clock and going, Oh, what are they <laughs> doing? Yeah, but we're, we're gonna talk about moon class. magic. And we, yes. are as as yes. we are as fickle as the moon. We are as fickle as the moon. So let's talk about moon magic for a minute. I'm going to give a little introduction. We're going to turn Madame Nadia loose on it because it's her topic. But when people think about the moon and magic, there's a there's a whole array of different things we can talk on. And, and I hope that Nagashiva writes these down about as fast as I say them. Number one, the moon by Phase, You know, is the moon waxing or waning? We all know about that, right? Is it dark or is it full? Moon phases. Next, and anybody can go out and look at that. That's just self-evident to the eye. Uh, When the moon waxes, increase. When the moon wanes, decrease. Then we have the moon by sign. Well, in order to get that, you need a farmer's almanac, Mm -hmm. which is what they were published for, or you can look online and you'll find out the moon by sign. Well, the signs of the zodiac have different parts of the body, and those go with different um, types of work. And we can, we're can we going to get into that. So the moon by sign. And then we have uh, the, um, the moon by planetary hours. On a Monday, there's mm-hmm. going to be, well, the first hour will be a moon day, a moon hour, and so forth. And we can talk about moon hours. Then we can talk about The moon, the mansions of the moon. This is an astrological figure that um, some people use to figure out um, moon magic. Then we can talk about the moon as exemplified in silver or silvery things. Um, The moon as exemplified in magic through direct observation and contact, letting the moonlight fall upon a spell working by moonlight only. So there are many ways to think of the moon, and uh, we're going to go through them all. But I just wanted to sort of set the, set the scene here. The moon and magic um, has a, an awful lot to do with words also. Uh, lunatic, luna,
4: mm-hmm.
1: luminescent. We have a, um, a friend here who's very often in the chat room named um, Luminaria Star. And um, she's luminous, and the, the moonlight, the luminous luna light, is one of those special things when there's snow all over the ground and it's a full moon. They always say you can read a book by, by the light of the moon, and it's true, you can. And some of the best spells I ever did was when I read something out of a book by moonlight in a snowy field at full moon. All right, that's my little contribution. Now let's turn this over to um, Madam Nadia. Oh, my gosh. After this contribution, do
3: I really like What is there left to say? Brand mm-hmm. poetic, amazing moments. Mm-hmm. And th- this was very beautiful, sketch, So uh, we can finish the show now. Everything was be. No, I'm just kidding. So, yes, uh, <laughs> when I was, thinking, I was thinking about the moon, I, I thought this is kind of – if you are an urban witch, right, if you live in a place where there's a lot of light and you can't see the sky and you've never been on a farm, you you don't have that kind of experience. Which is, I am one of those people. I'm very urban. I've always been in an urban center. The moon is probably the only body or the luminary that we can see. And that connection is a very, very magical connection. And as the moon shifts, our body shifts, our mind shifts, everything shifts. And I thought we should talk about it because... Really, if you want to time your work, if you want to add oomph to your work, if you want to understand a little bit of astrology, working with the moon is probably like the easiest thing to do, but it's also extremely, extremely powerful, and it's it's beautiful. Moonlight is it's, There's magic to it, just being under the moonlight or experiencing moonlight. It's it's such a altered state in itself. So for people who are starting to deepen into magical Um, um, lifestyle I guess Um, Mm -hmm. experiencing the moon or being aligned with the moon or knowing where the moon is at is a big deal it changes a lot of things and it also helps you understand and measure things in your own life like how do you respond if you know where the moon is and you know your house is and you understand what the moon is is crossing at a certain time and you understand your experience like oh my god I understand now why it's going on If I'm bothered by it, maybe I have a way to deal with it just because I follow the moon or I understand where the moon is at. And we can see it, we can witness it. And it's very powerful magic because a lot of things that we are um, invoking or trying to manifest is something in the future, right? It's a plane of existence out there that we kind of like have faith that exists, but we can't see, but the moon is visible. So if we start attaching our desires and our needs and our wants to the moon, we can uh, reinforce our will, our crucible of cor- of courage, if you will, right? With the moon, because we can actually, um, we can actually see it. So I think understanding what the moon is and where it's at in relation to you astrologically, it's, it's very important, it's very potent, it's very juicy. You can get a lot out of it, and. Mm. I mean, astrologically, we can say that the moon is the mother figure. It's the goddess, right? It's the ruler of Cancer, so we have all that energy associated with it. So again, understanding what kind of vibe you can harness out of where the moon is 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 pretty big. So this is why I wanted to bring it to the discussion today, and of course, I want to hear what you guys have to say where how you work with the moon. Mm.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I'm going to say something else too here because this is um, an interesting idea of the moon as mother and the moon as virgin. And this depends, of course, on the culture, and there is also the old man in the moon. So Mm -hmm. different cultures Uh see the moon differently. If you look at the Procter & Gamble moon logo, it's an old guy with a beard, and this kind of relates to that Middle Eastern... um, idea that the moon is male which i think was also yep. found in uh. japan um the moon as a virgin we see with um diana the huntress with whose bow is the crescent moon we also see the moon associated with a male in india where shiva has a crescent moon in his hair right and chandra yeah that's right and um but the moon as the mother is very much associated with the moon over the sea and the idea of the moon over water always relates to mother. And so we have the moon and the Virgin Mary, who's, although she's a virgin, she's also a mother. And we have uh, other deities who are female deities of the moon. And in modern neo-paganism, they've come up with a very clever way of sorting this out. They talk about the triple moon goddess, the the maiden, the mother, and the crone, and they use the waxing, Mm. full, and waning moons. Of course, they don't make any uh, brief for the male moon gods because, you know, they're goddess-centered. But that is, you know, part of the lure and lore of cultures that they differ. Mm. So when working with the moon, it it is important to think of which, um, I guess you could say, tutelary deity or which Mm. uh, life stage... Or which um, religious figure of the moon you are connecting with. The moon in Tarot, as I just posted, is a very negative card. It's a card of the dog versus the wolf. It's it's inconstant as the moon, constantly changing, therefore not reliable. The shadows. So um, each culture has its own ways of looking at the moon. And when you work Mm -hmm. with the moon, there are those who praise the moon. And venerate the moon, and there are those who look at the moon askance. So I'm going to ask Ali. Uh, tell me how, because you're very much the historian, and um, mm-hmm. and your specialty is Middle Eastern, um, you know, magical,
2: religious, political history. Mm-hmm. How is
1: the moon seen in Middle Eastern cultures?
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. In Middle Eastern societies, and and both kind of, especially in the sort of pre-Islamic world. The moon is predominantly seen as ruled by male gods, but having some type of female mm-hmm. watery energy. So it's, it's this fascinating kind of mix of both. which reflects the sort of fluctuating nature of, of the moon itself. I mean, quite famously in southern Arabia, the moon god is Am. Am is a Cataban uh, deity, it's totally male, rules over water and rain and weather and the moon. But the perception of the moon is also seen as a mirror. So what Mm -hmm. we see the moon is female, even if the god is that's worshiping, or the god that's Mm ruling the moon is male. Similarly, in in kind of Sumerian mythology, uh, Sin is the god of of the moon, who's Mm -hmm. a male uh, figure. So there is this kind of fascinating way in which the moon acts as a sort of intermediary. Uh, force as simultaneously male and simultaneously female. I think the exclusively female association of the moon uh, is much later. It comes from a sort of Mediterranean uh, approach. We see it very much in the sort of Greco-Roman world, which then comes to dominate as a sort of hegemonic, oh, the moon is female where in reality a lot of ancient societies view the moon as fluctuating, as simultaneously male and simultaneously Mm. uh, female. And And that's, I think, quite reflective of the way that people approach the moon as probably the most accessible of the sort of astrological forms of magic, especially in terms of election. Astrological magic, when it comes to especially a kind of timing of any sort, It involves a good number of calculations, but the moon is one that you can do relatively easily. You can determine what phase of the moon is just by looking at it, going, okay, this phase, that means I can do this type of work. You can also determine uh, the moon, depending on, you know, if you have a little bit more knowledge, where it is uh, in the zodiac. I do both of those, and then I also add in the mansions of the moon. I work with the mansions of the moon a lot. Mm. This is a, a part of the sort of medieval Islamic uh, astrological world. It comes out of India, adopted by the calculations in medieval Isla, the Islamic tradition, and then it transfers over into Europe where we find it as well. And the mansions of the moon reflect this kind of the, the kind of fluctuating nature of. This spirit. It's both male, it's female, it's all sorts. You use the moon to destroy, you use the moon to harm, you use the moon to gain, you use the moon to increase love. All of that falls under the ken of the moon. I'll give you an example. For example, the third mansion of the moon is known as Al Alturia is where we basically uh. get the idea of the genie in the bottle. So the genie in the bottle is this idea that that comes out of these orientalist depictions of gins being trapped in these containers, old practice in the in the, in the middle eastern world of trapping gins. But the people that the actual wish granting component of it is actually from the mansion of the moon, not from the gin. It's the third mansion. If you were to create a uh. tower of the mansion of the moon, which is a female spirit, that female spirit will grant you whatever you desire. It is perfect for all acquisition, meaning you can do it for drawing uh, money, for drawing love. Mm-hmm. All of it is captured within that third mansion. Even though yes. the moon it may be male in Middle Eastern society, the third mansion, it's female.
1: Wow. Amen. Amen. Now, um, yeah, what we'd like, um, is there a good book, speaking of books, on the mansions of the moon that you would recommend
2: to people who want to read more about
1: the mansions of the moon?
2: He needs there, to write I, mean, um, I didn't say. Anything. There's not a lot of books uh, out there on kind of medieval Islamic astrology or the Mansions of the Moon, but if you pick up the Picatrix, which is a sort of Latin translation of the Arabic, Zayat al Hakim, mm-hmm. that is, the goal of the wise, you can find a good several sections on the Mansions of the Moon there. Um, it is a sort of a translation of a translation of a translation so some of the sort of Middle Eastern components kind of get lost but it is a really good starting point and I always recommend it to people if they're interested in kind of this little bit more older advanced system of, of working with the moon you can find it in the Picatrix
1: Good, uh, thank you and um, Luminaria Star says there is an oracle card system based on moon mansions with beautiful art well maybe you can give us the name of that Luminaria Star, we'd like to know because I don't I'm know i sure it. there is <laughs> Alright now let's, let's let's talk about the use of moon phases because moon phases is the yeah. simplest one you don't even know how to read and write you can still see the moon yep. phases they're right there in front of your eyes no books no nothing not even any kind of oral tradition other than somebody mm-hmm. tells you uh watch it And you'll figure it out Mm -hmm. And of course Mm -hmm. all you have to do is watch it for about six months And you figured it out Even a child can figure it out The moon changes And um, as the moon grows The idea of gain grows So there are many uh, spells for gain And I'm going to just throw one out here For gaining money as the moon grows This very old one I believe it to be European But I find it in Hoodoo as well Um, The moon phases take approximately 28 days. Approximately. Okay, we're not going to split hairs here. Mm -hmm. So approximately (laughs) two weeks up and two weeks down. Two weeks to grow, two weeks to discard. So this is a very old hoodoo slash European slash I don't know whose spell. Um, You put out coins in water. And they have to be silver coins. And in the days, these are not going to be bimetal coins. They're going to be real silver coins. And you put them in a shallow plate or dish. When you, The day that you first see the first sliver of the moon, which is three or four days after the dark of the moon. And I have to explain here, astronomers call the dark of the moon the new moon. They are wrong. Mm-hmm. That's not the new moon. That's the dark of the moon. Oh. Don't listen to astronomers. They are not folkloric magic practitioners mm-hmm. and they're not astrologers mm-hmm. they know nothing but the simplification into these stupid ideas but they're dumb the new moon is called new it's because when you first see it and so yes. at yes. sunset yes. when you first see that little crescent that's the new moon on that day you're going to take a nice flat plate if it's if you've got a nice silver I use aluminum, hey I'm cheap um, but silver plated um, soup bowl would work and you're going to put in a shallow water, and you're going to put in a coin, and you're going to pray over that coin. As the moon grows, so will my money grow. And you put in the silver coin, let it sit in the water. Every night, you have to find out when the moon is rising. It will rise later and later and later. And you have to be there for moon rise. So this is a a dedicated thing because toward the end of this, Mm -hmm. you're getting up early rather than staying up late check it out. You can figure it out. You can do this without an almanac, but if you have one, it's easier. You're going to be there for moonrise. You, you pray. I kiss the coin May my money increase. I put the coin in the water. At the end of it, when the moon is full, you go out under the full moon and, um, and you say, okay, now I have my moon water and I have my money. So you take and pour that all over yourself, money and all. Just pour the coins and the and the water, paw, paw, all over
2: yourself. Mmm, I love, love, now that. You can love it.
1: Now love it. Yes. And And of course you're out and there down. naked, and it's you know I mean you know if you wanted to you could wear a white nightgown and get it all wet and scream, but I do it naked. Right. It's easier. Right. Of
2: course. I, that's, <laughs> and, uh, a, that's that's real moon magic for you right there.
1: Yeah, it's real moon right magic. Right there. Now you can take those coins and pick them up then. And put them in your um pocket and that's magic that you can carry with you. That's sacred moon money. Love All right. It. Well gosh. It. Have we already run over something. time? <laughs> it's always happened. It always happens. It always happens. We really could go on, says Countryman I can't we can't we Oh. No. <laughs> All right. Well, we let's um Let's uh, turn this over to Papa Newt while Nagashiva and Papa Newt scramble behind the scenes. I would love to
0: keep talking on the subject. Well, uh, the Lucky Mojo Hoodie Rework Hour with your hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Man Ali, and this week's special guest, Madam Nadia, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering questions through, their spiritual, uh, through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home contra remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. <laughs> and can, uh, sorry, pay attention to this and the message. But you can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio by via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the form, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. Uh, we will select colors by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop in. you read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. And are we planning to keep talking, or shall we? Um,
1: no, it says right here in the chat log. Shiva says, "Keep talking."
0: Okay. <laughs> we shall.
1: We shall. We really we win. <laughs> okay, we'll do, we'll do one read. Our call,
0: Justin, after the, after we keep talking.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. So,
1: so I gave a spell. Mm-hmm. Now let's have um, Madam Nadia, you give a spell. Now remember, folks, Madam Nadia is also going to come back later with the free spell. But so right now, we're going to. I gave a wealth spell with the moon. How about you give a spell for whatever you think the moon is good for? Or a divination spell? I, I, I am
3: going, to, I, I am going to, t- to talk to you about what the moon means in the Lenormand card. So we know that in terror, it's kind Oh, of my continue. God, of course! So,
2: yeah, it's, so, you know, that's so true.
3: Yeah, yeah. So in terror it's a little bit of a shitty card. Like when you see the moon, it's not, it's cute, but you like, I really don't want to see you. We don't know what we're dealing with. Whatever, the person is not right in their mind. We don't see the whole truth. You know, something is illuminated, something is not. Mm-hmm. The moon is not the best card. But in Lenormand, it's actually a really good card. One aspect of the moon card in Lenormand is a career thing. So it's not a job thing, it's a career thing. And it's sort of illuminated and it has good luck on it. And the other thing, which I personally, and you'll understand why I really like, the moon represents like old Hollywood, the starlets, those shiny, beautiful creatures, That would go on the silver screen, and in their fucking contract, it would be that they have to get more light than everybody else, and they would totally be luminous on screen, and everybody else would be like, okay, those are the peasants, they're they're in the background, this is the queen, right? So the moon card in Lenormand, if you want to work with the moon card, you can always work with that to have a, a more sort of positive feeling about it. But also, if you think about it, if you want to bring that uh, filter onto the concept of the moon, if you can be illuminated by the light of the moon, you can bring that sort of glow to yourself. So if you time it right and there is a full moon and you take a really nice bath and you come out and you just soak that light into yourself, Mm. Something is going to start transforming, and like those starlets, the Hollywood starlets that would have the extra light on them wherever they went, wherever you're gonna go, you're gonna have just a little like limelight, a little something, something that's shining upon you more than other people, and people are noticing that. And that's a pretty cool thing. Nobody, I mean, you know, you, we can be shy, we can be very, very. Um, I don't know, like wanting everybody to be, to have exactly the same thing, and everybody's will share, and not everybody likes a little bit of moonlight on them, look around, be like, oh, you're so special, am right, I'm so special, I just
1: bathed under the moonlight, it was really good,
4: mm-hmm. so yeah, that
3: would yeah, my you know,
1: little spell. You know, in, um, in looking at Lenormand versus Tarot, and the meaning of the moon, the moon normand is like having an astrology chart with the moon at the mid heaven on the cusp of the 10th house the 10th house uh-huh. being recognition fame charisma career i just have to say and i'm not trying to brag or boast my moon is at my mid heaven and um mm-hmm. in aquarius which is interesting cuz you know it's kind of astrologically you know i'm you know i'm pretty technical um and mm. but that is no. a very uh, Oh yeah, I am. I mean, I, you know, I come across as all sort of hippy dippy, but I'm actually a pretty much of a of a
3: yeah, amazingly, yeah, on point.
1: Okay, yeah. I'm a detail thinker. Oh, anyway, so my moon in Aquarius at the mid heaven um, is what I would consider the Lenormand moon, and it's a good thing to have if you do want to reach out for, you know, the internet or whatever. Wide dispersion of your of your ideas and and people i paying attention to you. It's a good thing. Whereas the moon in um, the tarot is a bit more negative. And I would say it would be more possibly like the moon in the seventh house, fluctuations mm. of health. Yeah, um, it could be birth, it could be death, it could be sex, it could be insanity. It could—it's all fluctuations of emotion, and the eighth house being the house of Scorpio. Generally, it has that sort of darker tendency, even though it's a picture of a full moon. There's another uh, few moons in in the um, cards that I find interesting. Um, in the uh, the card now, oh my gosh, which one is it? The Eight of Cups. Yes, the Eight of Cups. The man Eight is walking cups, yeah. away. Eight of Cups. The man yeah. walking away under the moon, and the moon is looking down, looking very fraught and, and troubled. And that person is basically leaving behind everything, and that again shows that kind of mental stress. It's inter- interesting, yeah. interesting idea. Another thing I I want to say about the about the moon is that When you want to do a spell of decrease going by the phases Uh, of the moon, Mm -hmm.
3: um,
1: you can use that to remove a condition or a person. Um, Mm -hmm. How about it, Khantra Manali? Can you throw us a a spell of removal using the moon? Oh, yes,
2: yes. I was just going to also just throw out there, interestingly enough, uh, moon midheaven Aquarius is the sign of a folklorist in traditional... Islamic astrology uh it's mm-hmm. associated with Ibn Khaldun so so it fits both technical and folklorist um
1: Yeah yeah, yeah exactly well uh, it's a collector an assembler Yep yeah, yeah.
2: exactly Yeah. so yeah, the I, best thing I, is a folklorist
1: who knows html coding uh, mm. uh, uh,
2: uh,
1: That's
2: it <laughs> So I'm a uh, I believe that that the moon when the moon is waning it's Absolutely the most potent time to do any type of work to decrease, to remove, to eliminate. And it is a very potent way of working. One of the spells that I always recommend for clients who really need to get rid of someone, particularly someone that you want to lose power. So this is someone who's. I generally say to do this for a bully or someone who uses their power to abuse others. This has a way of making that person waste away physically, emotionally, uh, even in terms of their power. What you do is you start when the moon is waning, when it's a gibbous. You take the hair of a person, put it into a bottle with nine coffin nails, nine black oh. peppercorns, some salt, vinegar, and then you put. Uh, A cork uh, on in this bottle so this should be some type of corked bottle you then take a nail and drive it deep into the cork so that it creates a nice hole leading all the way down you're going to take this to a river and bury it upside down in the river bank you're going to bury it and you're going to mark the place that you've buried it generally you can place some sticks you can trace out with on the dirt itself, whatever you need, put a little flag, whatever you need to mark that spot. And then what you're going to do is you're going to come out every night until the moon is completely gone and you're going to urinate on that spot. So it it takes a little bit, you're going to have to drink a lot of water during the day, you need to time it, but you do it every night, and what you do is you urinate urinate until the moon is completely gone, then you walk away without looking back. And the idea is that what this will do is completely drain away their power, grooving you power over them, decreasing them, and then finally driving them out of your life completely.
1: Okay, that was fantastic, and I'm afraid I missed the first few things. What was in the bottle? I heard salt and vinegar, but what came before that?
2: Yes, so you put a bit of their hair in there with nine coffin nails and nine Ah. black peppercorns. Okay, wait,
1: nine. Okay, black peppercorns. Got it, got Mm -hmm. it. Okay, great. All good stuff, all good stuff. Mm hmm.
3: I, yep, I have gonna... a feeling that if you're if you're a gentleman, you will have a much easier way to urinate on that spell. But <laughs> if you're, a... yeah, but I imagine myself trying to do that. It would require a little bit of, uh, you know, gymnastics or whatnot. But Shana, oh, it just requires no, no, that? no.
1: It just requires what my friend Summer calls a really tight clamshell. <laughs> I don't. Do your what she what she says, Summer says, Do your clamshell exercises, ladies.
3: Oh. We need a whole episode about that.
1: Yep. I wanna tell you something. I just I just got I'm sorry, here because I'm talking to a Gemini yeah. I can't help myself. See, I just we just <laughs> spew off into other ideas. So so, you know, there was a uh, there was a you know a thing kids when i moved to missouri all the young people they wanted to the men would write their name in the snow with their pee by wiggling their penis you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and they'd write their name and they were like we can do it and you gals can't and i thought okay i, I should be able to do this it's only the word cat can and it's i can do it in script <laughs> I yeah, it just takes you just gotta you use the same little hip movements that you would to twerk, you know, you just rehearsal and you just have to keep a real tight clamshell and yes, a woman can write her name in the snow. It helps if it's on a slight uphill incline. Oh, it's a little <laughs> I'm just telling you, um, don't let women can women spacewalk, man, and women can write their name in the snow with their P. Okay? Yeah. You just got to – it's an athletic act that you have to commit yourself to and do it under the full moon. And then you can read a book in the, by the light of the full moon. You can do all of those
3: things by the light of the full moon. It's like we're going to be a full body experience. And that's what, what we're here for, full body
1: experiences.
2: But this, this brings up the other point that the bodily fluids are actually associated with the moon. In addition to, for example, yes. menstruation, sexual fluids are associated and urine is also associated. So all three of these are a are, are part of, you know, lunar energy. The whole yeah. nine yards. Yeah.
1: So, well, okay, now we've we've talked about this spell of removal with the moon and that's a really good one. I'm gonna just give a really simple, quick one, one of the easiest ones, and many people know it. If you have a um physical condition that's bothering you and you want to get rid of it, and you can dedicate two weeks as the moon wanes, you're you can remove that condition by working with the moon. So you can bathe and then um and bathe the affected part. You know, whether it's your foot or your mm-hmm. lower back or whatever. You're going to bathe that part and um if you can just use spring water, something nice that the moon appreciates. Don't use old grungy Flint Michigan tap water, okay? You want to get some <laughs> water here. If you if you can afford it, get some of that special grotto water from Sicily that they sell at Trader Joe's, right? Because it's from a sacred grotto to the moon goddess. But you know what I'm talking about. You get that nice water, and you bathe the affected part. And then every night, again, you have to see the moon, so you go out and you throw the the water to the moon, wherever the moon is. Now, I'm not saying throw it to the west. I'm not saying throw it to the south. I'm not saying throw it to the east. Where the moon <laughs> is, you look right up at the moon, and you say to the moon, remove this whatever it is but it's pain from me remove this mm. ousie from me remove this boo-boo from me whatever it is right remove this from me and um, yeah. and you do that until um, until the moon goes dark and it is it it will definitely help I've done it it has uh, I'm not going to recommend it as a medical cure. That's against the law. But I'm just saying, if you're already under the treatment of a doctor or know that your situation does not need a doctor's care, do this in addition.
2: Okay? Yeah. The or eggs you are used in a similar way for removal of things. Mm-hmm.
3: You, you can do it on the other side of the, of the cycle of the, of the calendar, and you can just wash your pussy and say, make my pussy magic
1: as the moon grows.
3: And, oh, my God. You might be just
1: surprised what's going to happen. Yeah. But, well, okay. Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna put in another thing about the moon. Um, this is the using moon water and sun water to wash crystals oh. and and um, uh-huh. divination tools. So if you read the book Crystal Magic by John Saint Germain, he he mentions some of this. Um, there are some stones associated with the sun, like. Citrine and sunstone is one of them, and there's a bunch of them. Um, Golden topaz, if you can afford it, you know, those are associated with the sun. And there are some stones that are associated with the moon, such as moonstone. And um, and clear or milky quartz or rock crystal, those are all associated with the moon. Selenite, of course, is associated with the moon. If you have a crystal that is not made of a mineral that will dissolve in water, and remember that gypsum will dissolve in water. We we're not going to be washing our gypsum crystals in water. But if you have uh, like a, um, a rock crystal, um, and even glass is associated with the moon, or those little um, opalescent glass spheres that are called moonies, right? those you want to wash under the moonlight, just as the others you would wash under the sunlight once you wash under the sunlight, it's a good idea. Let them sit in the sun. Some people don't want to leave them outdoors and have the next-door neighbor's dog pick them up. So you put them in your windowsill, you know, and let the sunlight mm. come mm-hmm. through.
4: Mm. If you
1: can open the window, so much the better. And let the direct sunlight, rather than coming through glass. Moonlight, interestingly enough, doesn't mind going through glass because glass is sacred to the moon. So sunlight doesn't like going through glass, but moonlight is not changed going through glass it doesn't spiritually. doesn't mind. Yeah. And and then if yeah. you want to really kind of because moons are also associated with mirrors, if you have a crystal and you want to, you know, have it be yeah. um, very empowered, you can't put a sunstone in the sun on a mirror because you're going to set something on fire. Trust me, it'll it'll just be uh, awful. Okay. If it's not opaque, I mean if it's a rock crystal or clear glass. But a moon uh, by moonlight, you can put a moon-type stone or a, on a mirror and through the glass and let the light shine on it. And you can do that for as long as you want to, and that will empower that crystal for divination. But here's the kick. That crystal will never read very well in a brightly lit room or outdoors in sunlight. Never. And, and this is one reason that a lot of people use their crystals in a dimly lit room and they keep their crystal under a cloth when it's not in use. So look up those stones that are associated with the moon and how to have the moonlight fall on them and give them some power. But then you have to almost treat them as a special object that is best used by moonlight or in a dim room. Mm. And...
3: um there's also something about moon water oh, that moon you water. can fill up Yeah, you can pray over some water and charge it by the moon you can put some crystals in there and definitely a moonstone but mm-hmm. what I really like doing with that for people who moon water works for is that if you find a really good moon or a really good election mm-hmm. for, for the more uh, evolved like myself, but um, charging a bunch of water and freezing that stuff up and then you Mm. have moon water for the rest of the year for whenever you need it, if you need a little oomph in your work, if you need a little quick cleansing, whatever it might be, you have that thing in the freezer and use it whenever you want. Another thing that works really well with moon water Mm. is rosemary. Mm you want some some, uh, rosemary, fresh rosemary in there. That is really, really good, and it's also a really good emergency cleanser. Mm-hmm. A really good charged rosemary um, in rosemary water, especially for children that get some sort of illness, a natural illness, spiritual illness. If you want to get it out of them, that works really well, it works really, really fast. But of course, better moon, where you know, moon and scorpion so is not necessarily going to do that, it might send
1: you to exile and you're going to be alone. Floor, yeah, but. you want it. So So now we're going to talk about the the what would be a really good, strong moon sign in which to prepare the moon water. Now, I have an answer, but I'm going to ask yeah. Ali because he's an astrologer. Oh. What would be the couple of best signs and why to prepare your moon water?
2: Well, I think it depends on what you're looking to do. I mean, if you want to just build on the strength of the moon, cancer, obviously, that's the sign that mm-hmm. it's... Strong in, um, mm-hmm. if you're looking for something more psychic-oriented, Moon in Pisces, for example, can be really good in that regard. So I think it would depend on kind of what you're aiming for your moon water to go to, but I would just go traditional Moon in Cancer. Mhm.
1: So Moon in Cancer is where it rules. Moon in Pisces is good for psychic work. What um, about Moon in Taurus? Moon in Taurus is where it is dignified. And, um, Bing. (laughs) And that's what I was, yeah. So moon in Taurus is what brings it into, um, for practical works and particularly for growing plants, um, for gardening. Um, and, um, moon in Taurus water is good for house plants who that can never get out under the moon. And it's good for, um, plant propagation, um, you know, so if you're going to be using like Rutone or something and putting some plants in some, you know, what I'm talking about water to root them, that's where you want to get that moon in Taurus water. Mm hmm.
4: Yeah. yeah. Taurus yeah. water. Yeah. I was good. just
2: going to say, we haven't even, for part two of this, we haven't even <laughs> mentioned lunar herbs.
1: <laughs> Tune, yes, oh. tune in for part two <laughs> there really is we could do a whole book on moon magic and maybe you'll write it Madam Nadia maybe, maybe it should happen <laughs> yeah okay. alright now we're going to turn this over to Papa Newt who this time will really bring us a client I promise
0: <laughs> support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville California and located online at, re- at luckymojo.com And by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our client. And we have our client calling in from Area Code 213 in California. This is Justin. Justin, are you there? Uh Mm Uh-oh. Justin?
4: Yes, I'm here. I'm sorry. Oh,
0: hi. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I, I see this is your first time calling in. Thank you for entrusting us with your situation today.
4: All right. How are you all today?
0: Doing quite well. Thank you for joining us. Now, um, now I'm seeing here, looking at your information, um, you have not uh, gone to any, any readers in air, uh, but you have gone to other readers, um, haven't gone to any of the root workers because you mainly put your effort into empowering your own magical operations around this. And uh, and let's see. And Justin's information uh, is I have an issue with an ex-fiance. Her name is uh, Justine uh, McClearer, who is also the mother of our son, uh, uh, Jagger. I am Having to con- uh, contend with legal issues resolving around custody, I'm not seeking to take him away from her, just shared in equal time as a father. I w- went ahead and filed everything for accountability uh, purposes because she was trying to leave the state and go back to Georgia with him. Uh, turning back to you, Ms. Kat.
1: All right. Well, Justin, this is a case for Judge Judy back when she was uh, in family court. And I'm going to say something I've heard her say. Thank you for being a loyal and dedicated father. We have too few of them in this world. And the angels praise you for that because that's very important. problem is, um, as the child grows older, Sometimes that shared custody becomes more difficult. How old is Jagger? He's two. He's two. Um, yes, yeah. And so, um, and you said you went ahead and filed everything for accountability purposes. You mean for shared and equal time? You didn't yes, file. Ma'am.
4: Because, see, yeah. it was, it's just been a lot of
1: drama leading up to everything.
4: And I, I was sold on the premise that she was just going to go back because when she initially came out to California, she's from here. I'm from yeah. Alabama. Where we I moved to Georgia, and I met her out there. The thing is, um, mm-hmm. we, we just had a lot built up over time. And so I helped her move out here, and I followed in suit. I,
1: I understand. Well, that's in the past now, so we have to move forward. But I do understand mm-hmm. why she's going back to Georgia. Um This is going to be difficult because, as you know, when the child gets to be of school age, shared custody can only work if one parent has the child all summer and the other has it all school year. Now, you can swap that around, but then the child doesn't make any friends because they can't be in school but a year, and then they have to change to the other school district. It's not good. So you have to start to think about that you're going to want a lawyer. I'm telling you all this before we even do a card reading, okay? Yeah, and I'm yeah. you you want a lawyer who is well practiced in what's called father's rights. Don't don't stoop low. Don't accuse her of being no good or anything unless she is no good. But what we're going to look at right now is what is the best that you can do and hope for. Um and and let's see what we have here. Okay? Card number one that I have is the Three of Wands. And this is a difficult card because it means a three-year delay before things really settle out. It shows a man looking at ships on the water. And there's this feeling that um, he's lost. His clothes are patched. And he's a little on the sad side. But he is... The same person who is the card of the magician. So you're a person with some magical power, but even all of your magical power is going to cause this to be something that's going to be worked out over some time. You were right to file, but there is going to be some delay, and it is going to be difficult, very difficult. Now, in these days with Skype and uh, airplane flights and things, it's not as difficult, but it costs a lot of money. To fly a child around, or to fly yourself to see that child, so um, she's going to try it. She may win because, you know, she says, "I need this for my income." They'll usually give it to her. But you need to consider how you're going to go to Plan B. From this card, I'm saying three of wands. You got to take the long view. The long view. Now, I want to ask a question that comes up because of the second. Card. Do you have another lover at this time?
4: Um, another lover? I mean... Well, I
1: mean, do you have another partner, or are you just alone?
4: I'm I'm actually single, you know, but I, I mean, I have someone that I, you know...
1: You have someone that you care for. I Okay. You have someone you care for, because now, the next part right. of this question is... The card is the four of wands, for those who are going... Why is she asking this question? Uh, four of wands shows some happy people that are kind of a marriage... Um, does she have another partner, or is she single?
4: Well, she tells us she's single.
1: All right, good. Well, I believe her. Um, what this says is that one of the things that that is going to be important is um, who's going to care for this child and how this is going to go forward. If you have somebody that you're seeing, and that person cares for your child. Make sure that that is known to your lawyer, and I don't mean cares for like as in taking care, but has affection for your child. You don't want to walk the child into a situation where there's uh, no friendship for the child, a jealous woman, you know what I mean. Um, but if you have somebody who cares for the child, whether it's your grandmother, um, you know, your best friend, whatever it is, This card says this child needs to be loved, and and the lawyer that you have needs to know that there's a real home here. There's a castle is what's being shown, a real home, some real rejoicing, and it favors the person who shows the most stable home, the most what we might call married person, strangely enough. The the third card um, is a card that tells me there's going to be Um, a decision made, and it's going to be probably just and fair, but it's not going to be the decision that's going to say, oh, my God, I win completely, and she'll never be seen again. That's not what's going to happen, unfortunately. The card is the high priestess. Now, this is a woman who is wise and and sits kind of like in in judgment, but she's more of a gentle person. Behind her, she has... um, pomegranates, which shows that she loves and cares for children. All the little seeds represent children. And talk of the moon, she has a triple moon crown on her head. She has a Christian cross on her bosom, the Torah of the Jewish law in her lap, and at her feet the crescent moon of Islam. So she is associated with the moon. And this woman will be a helper to you, and if it's the judge, she'll be a wise, compassionate judge so i'm going to say here that you do have a struggle ahead of you but it's going to come out somewhat fair but as you know you can't divide the baby down the middle because of the school year once the school year starts you can divide the baby down the middle till the child goes to kindergarten but then there's going to be an issue and do your best um whatever it takes um to remain in that child's life that's my reading let's see um um uh what Nadia has to say. We'll get Nadia and we'll get um Ali to do the root work. Well
3: hello. Hi there. Yes. Ma'am. Hello my friends. Hey.
1: Thank you
4: for uh,
3: um allowing me to read for you today. Um I'm pulling some of the Norman cards and as Ked was talking I pulled some cards and the first uh few cards that showed up was the fish and the fox. And the fish and the fox are telling me that you were put in a situation When an ultimatum was given and you were said If you are willing to give me this and that so and so I will allow you to participate in this child's life As much as you want But if you're not complying to my request Then you are going to see a fight and I'm not going to give you what you want And now you're in this um, middle point where you need to decide what you want to do and this is the situation and before you didn't believe that this is the truth or this is how things are then you should believe that this is the truth and how things are and you will decide how it will roll from now on but it's all about how much you're willing to give to get what you want um, um, I'm sorry that you feel disappointed and I'm sorry that you feel like the person that you believed To be a partner to you and be fair to you is not like that. But you really need to figure out where you stand with it and you need to figure out what you want and how you're going to be going about it because you're not going to have time to think about it. You're not going to have time for a break. Nothing is going to stop. You're just going to have to go for it. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am, it does. It does. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you know what you need to do, right?
4: Yes, ma'am, and I've, I've been taking action on it, honestly, you know. Good. Um <clears throat> Even with my, you know, I made a a, a statement of purpose there, and, and I said in the document that I wasn't trying to take him from her. I was just aiming to actually make it fair, like, you know, and I know I can't swim in If I were you,
3: I would not be expecting to make it fair, or, nor would I try to make it fair. I would expect the most unfair things coming from her side. And having to respond to that. That's just my personal advice, but I'm gonna take um I'm gonna ask my colleague Ali to give you some um a real root work to do something about the situation, okay?
1: Yes ma'am. All right. Okay, how about it, contraband Ali? What root work would you suggest?
2: So what I would actually recommend to you is kind of multiple or kind of two different works that will uh, assist with this matter. Um, now, I had been pulling cards alongside Kat just to see where things were going and, I, and, and, and with Madame Nadia, and I agree that – there's some success to be had here, but it's some ways off. It's going to take some time. You, first and foremost, I do highly recommend that you work with your ancestors. Uh, ancestors are very powerful here. Uh, they will be very useful in drawing this situation to a close. They want to ensure that the family stays together, that so the child remains with you, or that at least you have some connection with the child. So, working with your ancestors, finding a powerful ancestor that will aid you. Uh, particularly one who has your best interest at heart, is good. You can gather the graveyard dirt or, or you can uh, set up an altar. You can do both of them. My recommendation is to gather some of that graveyard dirt and set this side. You'll be using it in some of the works that, I, that I'll recommend for you. So so do you approach your ancestors first. Now, now, I want you to create a space that will be dedicated towards this work. Take a photo of you with your child and a separate photo of her. This should be her without the kid, just her on her own. Take the photo of you and your child and put this in a picture frame. Behind this picture frame, I want you to put a small envelope. In that envelope, I want you to write down uh, a verse from the Bible. I recommend Luke 15:20. But while he was still away off, his father saw him and he was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son and he threw his arms around him. And kissed him. I think it's an ideal verse for fathers and children, and particularly children that have been kind of distanced, to bring that child back. You're going to place that verse into the envelope. You're going to put in there peaceful home powders. Uh, you can also put in, uh, if you'd like a little bit of blood root, you can put in uh, some uh, basil, which is great for blessing, flaxseed for the protection of the child. All of that you place into the envelope, you close it, then you place the back of the picture frame on it, and you set this up in a nice little space that uh, you'll dedicate for. Uh, You will light white candles regularly once a week, uh, praying before it that you remain close to your child and that the bonds between you may never be broken, that there be no distance between you, and so on and so forth. If this matter goes to court, you will then change the white candles to brown candles, anointing them with cork case oil, and you will set up a honey jar for the judge, arbiter, magistrate, whoever will take on to it, um, and light those honey jar candles right on the altar with the picture. But the picture will form, the picture frame will form the centerpiece of this altar work that you do. You're going to keep that going regularly. For her, you're going to take her photo, and you're going to place it in between two mirrors. You can get these tile mirrors wherever craft stores have them. I think Lucky Mojo also has some uh, of the Mm -hmm. tile mirrors that are used for Mm -hmm. candles. You can use that, but what you're going to do is you're going to place those mirrors face-to-face, and you're going to use a nice, big, black ribbon, and you're going to tie those mirrors together so that she's sandwiched between those mirrors. And You're going to tie it nice and tight, and you're going to place this Uh, underneath your sink in your bathroom and you're going to keep it there in the dark so that she's not completely gone away but she remains bound and unable to work against you to fight against you to resist you the mirror will trap her quite well it works really well just kind of forget and leave her there now once this matter deal, is, it kind of goes through the system. What I want you to do is take the graveyard dirt of your ancestor, mix it with court case powders, and sprinkle it on any document that you must submit. You will dust it off. You will flick off all the extra dirt and, and, and powder so that it's not obvious, and you will submit those. You will also carry a mixture of the court case powders and your ancestor's graveyard dirt with you in your pocket if you have to go to the court case or meet the lawyers or the magistrate or the judge. And when you do so, you will reach into your pocket and sprinkle it onto the floor this way you carry the protection and power of your ancestors with you wherever you go along with those court case powders this is the kind of approach that i want you to take here to start by first creating an altar or a space that ensures and protects your bond with your child then to do work to eliminate her influence and then adjust accordingly. Once this goes into the court case, you need to start burning brown candles. You need to start to decorate a honey jar for the judge. You need to carry the powders and the ancestor dirt with you to the court case. But... Start first by protecting that bond between you as a child. Now, the final thing I'm going to mention is just a sort of practical thing. You signed up at the Lucky Mojo forum, and you included people's last names. My recommendation is to go in and edit. Don't delete anything, but just remove the last name, your last name and her last name, just because you don't want someone to find it on Google. Now, I don't know how... Uh, easy it is to find uh, this particular post, but it's just best to be safe. We can do it.
1: We, uh, One of the um, admins can do it, and I'll bet you that that admin, Miss um, Athena, may be right here now. If not, I'll do oh, it perfect. after the show. Oh, Papa Newt says perfect. I'll do it now. Yeah, we, we edit those perfect. out, and it will be edited out of the chat log by the time that chat log is posted. That Excellent. shocked me Excellent. a little bit, too. You don't yes. want to be found out.
2: Yes, in fact, especially uh, in it, cases like this. Yeah, yeah. That's the,
1: you want to you want to work slyly and subtly. <laughs> Thank you. Yes,
2: yes. You Papa don't, you don't bring it up. You don't want her to bring up in court. Oh, look, he's doing magic, right? So just the, yeah. we'll, we'll edit that. We'll edit Yeah, that does so this good. is this is yeah. my recommendation. I'm going to turn this over. We've got a couple more minutes left uh, to Madam Nadia and Miss Kat to see if they have any adjustments that they'd like to make.
1: Yeah. Um, I I will um, make a suggestion about that court case honey jar. If you're experienced with um, doing root work, make your own court case honey jar and you'll be fine. If you've never done it before, I'm not trying to sell you something, but we make a court case honey jar spell kit. And it has everything included with instructions and it's really easy to use. And uh, we have an herb mixture that we put in to the paper. You're going to write a paper and everything in there. It's all explained. But in that little paper, you're going to fold up some herbs. If you're going to make your own, I'm going to give you a couple of herbs you would definitely want. You would want deer's tongue, and that is for your lawyer to be um, uh, eloquent in court. And you will want um, court case uh, root. And... um, That's, you know, to win in court. And you might want some grains of paradise. And there's a few other things like that. You might want some um, calendula. And you might want just a little bit of tobacco, because that's also used for court cases. Not enough to smoke, but just a little. However, um, if you buy the kit from us, you'll get a little Ziploc packet, and it'll all be in there, so you don't have to worry about it. Plus a few more things. (laughs) So... Um, how about you, Madam Nadia? Do you have anything else to add?
3: Besides uh, go buy the
1: kit from Lucky Mojo?
3: No, I don't. <laughs> oh, you're sweet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so That's will When you buy it, you can uh, get an extra dozen candles, and there's a discount on a dozen candles. It comes with one candle. If a court case is ongoing for a long time, you are going to want that extra dozen yeah. brown candles. All right, and you can also find out more by going to luckymojo.com forward slash courtcase dot html. All righty, and here comes Papa Newt with our announcement of um, scheduled um, jazzy music and then human voices.
2: The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root or Catherine Ironwood and Condrum and Ollie. Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour. With John St. Germain. Tuesdays, 5 to 6. Blue Flag Root Radio. With Lady Muse. Fridays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess and the Cauldron. With Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay. Fridays, 6 to 7. All times specific. Add three hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. And online at luckymojo.com.
0: And now it's time for a free spell segment with Madam Nadia of MadamNadia.com in Chicago, Illinois Take it away, Madam Nadia
3: mm, Thank you, Papa Newt So, uh, talking about the moon I think I'm going to share a little spell about How to bewitch a lover in one moon cycle It's actually not that complicated It's pretty cool so, first of all, you gotta you got to pick a full moon to work under. Just <laughs> pick that night. If it's Friday, you're really lucky. Definitely do that. You can make a little space or a little altar or something that will um, be the area where you're going to be working. and um, You're going to get yourself 21 white candles. You can get them a little... Small party candles, you can get big candles, you can cut candles into 21, whatever you want. Get yourself some candles, 21 up to 27, that's the most that you can get. You can get some crystals and herbs and dried flowers, whatever you enjoy looking at. Put this on your altar, and make it beautiful, okay? Another thing to get is two small skull candles. Actually, now this time of the year, it's very easy to find michaels have them so two small um, skull candles and um, a key and a white ribbon and we're going to baptize those skull candles and one of them is going to be for yourself and the other one is going to be for your lover and it can be a specific person that you desire want and crave or it can be a potential lover that you haven't met yet but you would like to have in your life okay so you're going to tie all of these things together with this white ribbon and you're going to put it in a mason jar. And under that mason jar, you're going to put the first um, moon sigil of Solomon. And it is a representation of a door. It says, It talks about the one that keeps the doors um, locked, the iron doors and the copper doors. And you're putting it there because you want those doors to be open. So you're going to put it under your jar, on your on your um, altar, whatever it is that you choose to work with. And in your jar, you're going to put some camphor because you want some clarity. You want to have the clarity, but you're also going to put some poppy seeds. And poppy seeds are going to be to... Command and confuse the other one that you are interested in. Cuba berries for love, devotion, sex, Damiana, obviously for hot sex, and calmness to be able to control the situation. You're going to get some moon oil from Lucky Mojo. You're going to put it on the candles, and then you're going to get some incense. I want you to get bewitching incense, look me over, and influence incense. And I want you to put it in three circles. Clockwise around your jar, and you're gonna take the moon card, and I would suggest getting a moon card or a print of a moon card from the Norman deck, and you're gonna place it on top. You're gonna put your candle on the top of the jar, and you're gonna light it, and you're gonna say an invocation, and then the the invocation is gonna be as the rays of the moon illuminate the night, so only I glow in your mind's eye. And you're going to say it every night when you light uh, candles. You can do it for 21 or 27 days. Your choice. And after that, just give yourself some time. Just either enjoy the silence or pleasure yourself or do whatever. Whatever floats your boat, just don't question whatever you just did. Don't go check how it burns. Forget about it. Just let it do whatever it needs to do. And when it's done, you can either leave it on your altar or keep that jar under your bed. And um, when the moon is full again, you're going to open that jar and you're going to let the moonlight fill up the jar and you're going to be grateful for uh, all the good things that are about to happen. You're going to lock it up and you're going to keep it and when that person is finally in your life, you're going to start to making a little honey jar out of that jar. And work it for uh, the purposes of keeping that relationship together, but you gotta wait a little bit until
1: that person is in your life. Anyway, that's my stuff. Wow. Okay. Mm, While you were giving all of that out in the chat room, we were going, "Do that Hebrew again." Oh, the Hebrew! You guys want to hear the Hebrew? We, you, you have some fans here. We just want to hear how Hebrew is really pronounced. Okay. (laughs)
3: Are you ready for that? Hold on a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're ready for it. <laughs> okay, so this is the first angel, right? Isn't that cool? I know. That's so nice. It's, it's, I it's, love it's, it. Pretty, now, it's
1: pretty, it's pretty. here's the thing. Violent, you should sell. Sir. You should sell recordings of yourself. Little audio <laughs> files of yourself oh, reciting. About... No, no, no. This is for real. Hero. What reading kind of no. are
0: going to buy that? <laughs> no, no, no,
1: people will. You're going to read, we, we, people sell an audio file, and like an audio book, of you reading all of the Hebrew inscriptions from all of the sigils of Solomon and all the sigils of Moses, right? Mm, <laughs> I would
2: totally i get, that I'd get so with
1: hard. it.
3: All of Sefer go for it, it oh. lady. <laughs> oh, my God. If you're going to facilitate it, then, then- Create the SQ for for that. And I will record myself saying whatever you want. No, no, I think it, no. I'm not. Know, we'll invoke Satan. I don't fucking care. We will do it in Hebrew. No, I no. Promise. I'm telling
1: you something here. I, I'm sorry to go yeah. off again. You're such a Gemini. You always stimulate my mind. Oh. I once attended a workshop, at which a very nice oh. American man oh. tried to <laughs> oh. quote in <laughs> in, tone, terrible, in tone in right? tone the. The um, oh, fun, Hebrew from yeah, it didn't. It was not uh, good. Uh, uh, it was uh, uh, it was uh, uh, ungood. So um, I'm just saying, if you have somebody who can actually say them in Hebrew, we can get the audio files. You got to do some spell to keep your own soul out of those audio files. But uh, no, I'm I
3: definitely not my soul out. That's for sure. No, no. Sorry, friends. Nadia's soul staying with her. We're yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we're keeping yeah, your own. No I, think, no,
1: I think that's a it's a fantastic spell. It's a fantastic spell for those who like to use sigils so, and skills. I heels. think
3: I think Lucky Mojo should produce
1: the sigils of Solomon in Hebrew
3: with Nadia pronouncing
1: them. It will be yeah.
3: great. And
1: Shiva, Shiva notes, it, Yeah, Shiva notes in the chat room. He said he was attending that same uh lecture that I that same workshop and he wrote.
0: It was oh, double no.
1: plus ungood. It was embarrassing. Oh. It was terrible, <laughs> and this man is well known too. I'm not going to call his name, but um, you know it's so funny that you that you bring this up because right now I'm working on a um, edited um, revision of the Guiding Light to Power and Success by Mikhail Strabo, oh. who was actually a guy known as Sidney Julius Rosenfeld Steiner, but he called himself oh. Mikhail Strabo. Why not? You know, um, and he has um, the Jewish the, mafia. The, yeah, right. The Jewish Mafia. And he has all of the seals of Moses that he wants in that book. And I'm sitting there looking at those seals of Moses, going, Yeah, and then there's all those names that go with them. Oh well. Yeah. Just, so this was opportune. I got them on my mind. Um I will I will pronounce
3: them. I will
1: Yeah. You will pronounce them all. I think you can uh, tell an audio book. An audio book. Madam oh, Nadia I love that. does 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 the grimoire That's Hebrew it sounds like yeah. that's four And I love it so much Yeah, well, yes. yeah. <laughs> Okay Alright well, We got to turn this over to Papa Newt Because otherwise he'll yes. be talking a mile a minute So um, uh. Papa Newt will give us our outro And then we'll all come back afterwards And say goodbye uh-huh.
0: Thank you, Miss Kat and Kondraman Lee, and thank you, Madam Nadia of MadamNadia.com in Chicago, Illinois, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guests from the Association of Independent Readers and Reworkers. will be Angela Marie Horner of AngelaMarieHorner.com in Santa Rosa, California, bringing us the topic on graveyard walking. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find me at the, via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Ali at thecontraband.com in Michigan, California. I'm your announcer, Pop News, joining you from popnew.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com slash HTML for all of us. Like That's much. I'd like to say thank you for being here, and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing, the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Bye.
1: Thank you, Papa Newt. Thank you, Conjurman Ali,
0: and thank pleasure.
1: you, as always, the the lovely, flutteringly intellectual. Madame oh. Nadia. One of my favorite people <laughs> in, in the
2: world. Enchantress uh, extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. enchant
1: and I am, so I am I am looking that. forward I I'm I am looking forward to the Mercurial Iris Studios release of the Seals and Sigils audiobook by Madame Nadia.
3: Oh, I will do my extra sexy voice for that one. I'm,
2: <laughs> All, right.
1: <laughs>
4: All right everybody. Yay. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye bye.
1: Good night.